It's your girl, Tally. And it's your girl, Nunu. And this is the inner voice with Tally and Nunu. We are back again, back to back, make back, back to bam. Hey, today we have a little treat. <laughs> <laughs> Every bring us on these hoes. <laughs> we are doing a mommy mukbang. Show them what you got, girlfriend. We got seafood. And we're going <laughs> <laughs> we, to We were trying to come up with um, something good for you guys, something different. We explored a wonderful series uh, in our first six episodes. And we decided to shake things up a little bit. And since it's Mother's Day, um, Actually, we're going to air this probably right after Mother's Day. We wanted to talk about our mommy experiences and do it while we're having a little libations. Yes, and a little seafood. Okay. So you want you want get you want to get started while I put a little bit of this um this lemon on my seafood. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, sis. Ooh. So in the hopes of talking about you know mommy experience, we got to start from the beginning, right? when we became a mom <laughs> um becoming a mom to me first of all i don't even know what happened but what <laughs> happened was you know what i mean like <laughs> i remember when i know son, what happened <laughs> we're not going to discuss that you know because <laughs> i don't have x's i have y's but i digress <laughs> I digress. I digress. I'm trying to be a better person. Yes. With that being said, um, when I gave birth to my oldest child, I remember that, you know, <clears throat> I was past my due date. Unfortunately, you know, my child decided he wanted to stay in there longer and bake. And I was not happy with that. However, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy about it. So, you know, I read on the internet that if you have like, um, what's that called? Castor oil? <laughs> you can speed up your, your um your labor. That's some old wives' tales, sis. <laughs> it worked, though. It worked. It worked. It worked. So I ended up going into labor that night. And I'm going to labor. And yo, big ups to all the women that like, you know, give birth natural with no kind of medication. Like big ups to all them. I did it once. Mm -mm. I can't. Well, well, we'll talk about that other time. But <laughs> I was not feeling it. I was like, yo, dose me up. Like, put it in my back <laughs> right now. I don't want it. Like, this is not it. Whatever this is, I don't want it. Send it back to, where, to, to whence it came. <laughs> Send it back to whence it came. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this. I don't, I don't want this pain. Okay, so I have a question for you. Your first one, did you do him with an epidural or, with, or did you do him natural? Did you have him natural? No, no, no. So I had, I had, um, first I had that, what's the first medicaid? They had to, first of all, I wasn't fully dilated. So when I went in, technically, had I not been past my due date, they probably would have sent me back. Mm. So they had to give me Pitocin. Then, oh, yeah. They induce. Like when they give you Pitocin, like, they just say, that's like saying, fuck you, I hope you die, because they just make it hurt worse. You know what I mean? It's that like you have, the thing about medication is, you have no control over the effects. You know what I mean? So it's hard to like really know, like we know, okay, we know that 99% of the time this dose 
was effective in inducing pregnancy, right? So bam, they give that dose to everybody, it's standard. But some, it affects some people worse than it does others because different people have different pain tolerances, different, you know what I mean? Medication tolerances. And it probably had you like, get him out. <laughs> so I was like, I need some medicine. Like I need something right now. Like right, right, right now, now. Like not, not later, like now, now. So they give me, they give me that first medication that you put in the veins. Like I forgot the name of it. We told them about Yeah, they gave me Demerol. Okay. And that made me like, feel like if I was on a trip, but I was giving birth at the same time. So I was feeling <laughs> pain and I'm like, <laughs> right so then i'm like you know what just give me the epidural give me the epidural like right now like i need it right now right now so they give me the epidural <laughs> and i get the epidural right and then like i don't feel nothing like i don't feel nothing i don't feel that my kid came out so i'm like yo oh yeah 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 you know what i mean like this is easy give me birth like kid you like kid wear until it till it wear off of your cooter pop Feel like it has been cooled and popped. <laughs> no, no, but like I was so numb that I didn't feel my cooler pop for like three days, yo. Oh, yeah, so I was good. I was like, what is this? And so, like, I, I say this and I mean this like really for real for real. Because I felt the, the second one, if I would have had the little one first, I don't know if the big one would have been born. You know what I mean? Because the first one was easy because I didn't feel nothing because I was so, you know, drugged up. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. But the other one, that's another you, story. You you had you had all you had you had all the pains. All the feels. What they say, all the feels. Okay, so you told you told firstborn story. Firstborn story for me is I was my my daughter was supposed to come December 10th. And so of course it's Christmas season. So I was living, my cousins were in on a gymnastics team. They like traveled, they did Olympic, junior Olympic stuff. They did like national gymnastics team. So we're out at the Christmas parade in High Springs, Florida with two stop nights. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden I said, oh, I feel a little poke coming through on you. <laughs> all of a sudden I start drip, drip, drop. I said, I think my water broke. So my aunt, she's freaking out. They take me back to uh, the gym where the, where the, the team meets. And I'm in the bathroom with all the team moms, my pants down. They inspect the drawers. They're like, we think the baby's coming. And this was uh, December 6th. And um, so I called my doctor. My doctor was like, oh, just come, Lena, whatever. And uh, so I'm like, let's get out of here. So I go, me and me and their dad or whatever, he's all hyped, he's all excited. So they had me set up in the room the night before. They said, we're going to in induce you on December 7th. And um, when you're ready to go to sleep, let us know. We're going to give you some ambient to help you get a nice, restful sleep. So you'll have all your energy and be ready to give birth tomorrow. I'm like, cool. Now, I ain't never have ambient, <laughs> but I ain't never have <laughs> So I'm sitting there. Their dad goes, he goes and takes a phone call. So I'm like, well, he's talking to his friend and he hadn't talked to his friend for a long time because he had we had moved down to Florida. So I'm like, I'll let him talk to his friend. Let me get my ambient. So my nurse, Katie, beautiful blonde nurse, she was so sweet. 
she came in, she gave me my ambient. She was young. I was like, oh my gosh, you're too young to be, you know, to be delivering babies. And we laughed and um, I take the medicine and I'm good until their dad comes back in the room. And I'm like, oh, he's sitting on the side of the bed. He's talking to me. It's like, hey, I was like, so what did he say? How's everything going? And all of a sudden, I don't know if you've seen that Medea movie when that lady was like, let me get a little bit of them tweets. <laughs> and she smoked and that thing hit her. And she was like, hmm? <laughs> I was sitting there and he was talking. His face started morphing. I had a bad reaction to Ambien. That was the first and only time I ever took Ambien. I was hallucinating. His voice was changing. He's like, what do you mean something's wrong? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go get the nurse. And his nose was growing. His eyes, he was morphing. He was literally a transformer. When the Indians had me thinking he was a transformer. So he, <laughs> to go, he, he goes and gets Katie. And Katie comes, walks in the room. I said, who are you? because Katie had looked 40 years older. <laughs> she said, it's me, Katie. I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I said, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. So they took me to the bathroom, they made me go to sleep. The next day, they, they, they induced me. I literally said about 5,000, Lord Jesus, please help me, Lord Jesus. And they were like, okay, we're gonna give her her epidural and like you said once they once they once they put the little epidural in oh as good as new I was like okay I could do this because like, <laughs> before then I was calling I was calling God his son the Holy Spirit like all of them <laughs> I was calling them all I was like hello do y'all hear me like baby Jesus baby Jesus I need baby Jesus and grown Jesus too somebody <laughs> but they gave me the epidural damn I got Anya out of there poop out she was a pleasure. Once I got that epidural, she was a pleasure. Now, like One you minute. said, child number two did me in. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go with child number two. Why I eat a little bit by pork? <laughs> <laughs> child number two. Woo. But child number two, right? <clears throat> I worked all the way through the end of the pregnancy. Like, like I was, I was um gonna get um induced on monday so i decided you know what that's it i'm not gonna go back i'm gonna you know i'm friday's my last day because i'm gonna get induced yada 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 so the little one right i didn't want to go to the hospital quickly because i'm like what if i go to the hospital they're gonna try to send me back i don't want pitocin i want i want it this time to be more natural like i don't want to feel all that pain i want to see if i can you know do it natural yada 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 you had you hyped yourself up because that epidural gave you a false yeah. sense of confidence the first time. Yeah, baby. Sure did. We, sure we did. all it do sure it, <laughs> and you wanted to be. <laughs> I can do this. I can do it now. I was like, "Yo, yeah, I'm gonna jump into the ring. I'm gonna do it this time. I'm gonna knock it off the park this time." That's not how it went down. That's not what happened. What happened no. was, it's like, yo, it was like uh, two o'clock. No, maybe eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, yo. I started going through all the contractions. I'm like, I tell my husband at the time, my ex-husband, I was like, um, call my mom. Tell her, we gotta go. So he calls her, they come and get me because they have to take my oldest with them. So they're just gonna drop us off and they're gonna take the oldest one with them. So 
we go rushing to Hathra. I'm like, yo, get this baby out of me. Get this baby out of me. Get this baby out of me. Get him out, 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 get him out. So I'm like, I want, I need this child to be out of me. So <clears throat> they're like, oh, you're still eight centimeters. I was like, yeah, I need, I need my epidural. Right. And they were like, hmm, well, since you're about to like, you know, pop any moment, we'll just give you the four hour epidural. I, I don't know why they gave me that motherfucking four hour epidural. That was a motherfucking setup. I should have known when they said only four hours. I should have known because my kid would be the kid to wait them fucking four hours to be up <laughs> before he want to come the fuck out, right? And he a Taurus like he's he not Taurus. <laughs> he started from day one. So four hours later, and I'm like, <gasps> like, cause you know, for them four hours, I was like, yes, good. Usa, I'm not screaming. <laughs> the four hours were up, and I'm <gasps> like, yo, I know, I I know what every man feels like when somebody knocks him in his nuts. And women know that feeling too. When you're like, Ugh. like the pain is so severe that you gotta suck it up. Yo, that was, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, get the doctor. And it's just like, no, we checked you like twenty, like ten minutes ago. You were fine. I don't care if it was ten minutes ago. The baby gonna come out now. <laughs> So I'm like calling, I'm like dialing. I'm like, I don't care, come. <laughs> they're like, so they're like, fine. Like at first they weren't, they weren't going to pay attention. And they're like, no, she's about to blow. Mm. So they all come in and here I am, right? I'm giving birth to this child. And midway through giving birth to this child, the doctor is like, stop. Yeah, yeah, stop. <laughs> That's going to be a thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> he was like stop and i was like uh, what do you what do you mean right. what do you mean so that's like, how i was talking that, that's exactly how i was talking like what, what do you mean stop and he's like the baby's um umbilical cord is wrapped around his neck three times you have to stop no yeah so i'm like uh, and i stopped and then mama's, he flipped the baby around. Like, so mama's quickly. really anything for their babies. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. I remember he flipped my kid around so quickly. I thought he broke his neck. Like, cause he mm -hmm. was just like, and then, you know, like I proceeded to push him out, but it was just like, it was crazy. So then I give birth to the little one and I felt everything. Mm. After that experience, I, I can't like, you, know, you don't know, you good, you good on two? You good on too? I'm in the corner. Who's, who's the biggest all you women that do it naturally, yo? I respect y'all. I love you. I love you. Right. Soldiers so, right there. So we both acknowledge that who's on the second and ain't nobody else coming on third. <laughs> well, for me, I was I was paying for my body. Hold up, I digress. Unless my future husband is paying for my whole body to get dead. <laughs> we'll discuss it. We do need a little nip, a little tuck, a little slip, a little back, a little paper. I don't care. Okay, daddy. <laughs> right. right. And if he can do all that, you know, as far as raising the kid, it sounds like that might be a good plan. But um, child number two for me was, okay, 
So <laughs> I was a new mom. Okay. I was a new mom at 19 years old. And I, I married my kid's dad um, after my first one was born. And so we were before then trying to be celibate. So we had the first one. We wanted to be celibate until we got married. And so we go and we get married. And of course, with my doctor, I told him I only wanted one kid because I hadn't even finished college at the time when I got pregnant. So he's like, okay. He put me on a good birth control that I'm a, I'm a remain name. I'm not going to say the name. I don't want, we don't got, we don't got cash. You know, we don't got cash to just be given to, to them. So um, <laughs> he gave me a form of birth control that wasn't a pill. I'm going to say that. And all of a sudden, you know, we hadn't done nothing, you know, he, he, you know, you know, and at the bam, bam, it was bam, bam, bam. you know what I mean? <laughs> bam. Having too much fun this. <laughs> and I, I felt it too. I said, Ooh, I said, I might, I might've kind of got pregnant on that one. <laughs> like you tripping, you tripping. He said I was tripping first. So I started getting my signs, my symptoms. I'm like, no, nah, bruh. I was like, this better not be happening because my <laughs> doctor, I ain't gonna say his name, me, told me that I'm good. It was a 99.9999999. You know, I'm good. I went and took that pregnancy test. I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> that test said, the devil is a liar. You are pregnant, girl. So I called my doctor. I'm distraught. I'm crying. I'm like, this is too much. I can barely take care of the first one. She's only, my baby was only what, three and a half months old. <gasps> and I'm pregnant again. Yes, sis. Yes. Breastfeeding her and everything. How? Breastfeeding, former birth control. We were celibate until we got married. And then we sold, we sold a lot. <laughs> 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 I got to the doctor's office. He comes back in the room. Oh, good news. I said, well, he said, looks like you're having another baby. I said, that's good for you. Because <laughs> you're about to get paid again. <laughs> and I literally looked at him in the eyes and I was crying. I said, are you going to help raise this child? <laughs> I said, you got, you got in on this? I mean, you coming in the room talking about great news. No, sir. I told you when I wanted to get on birth control that. I needed the strong one. I needed the one that was going, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Cut the head <laughs> sperm, all that. Whatever needed to be done, I needed that, you know? And all through my pregnancy, he tried to cheer me up. Oh, come on, come on. And I'll be like, <laughs> so I go. What? You were your, your doctor, go to the corner. Yes. yes. Corner, to the corner. <laughs> so listen, the Eagles are in the playoffs and they win the championship game with Donovan McNair. This is January 23rd, 2005. I call my doctor because I start contracting. I'm like, ooh, this don't feel good. It came quick. He gonna talk about, oh, just wait. I start crying. I'm saying, he watching the game too. <laughs> By the time I got to the hospital, and he got there, it was too late to give me an epidural. And baby, 
capital B, capital A, capital B, capital Y. That's what it felt like coming through the cooter pot. When I tell you, they were like, stop pushing. I'm like, no, I refuse to breathe. I refuse to stop. I gave birth to Elijah, uh, my second, I gave birth to, well, Elijah, he's the one that edits the videos, if y'all look at the end, I gave birth to Elijah, and baby, when I tell you 20 minutes flat, the doctor was like, oh, you're nine and a half centimeters dilated, I'll come back in another hour, I said, oh, all right, he walked out the door, I said, mm, and I bared down and made myself go that other 0.5, baby, and by the time he got down to the end of the hall, I said, I think he's coming. <laughs> they ran back and got him. I pushed that boy. They said, breathe, breathe. I said, no, I'll breathe after he's out. <laughs> my whole face, I had broken all, like my whole face was bright red. I had popped all the blood vessels in my eyes and my face because I wanted to get him out. I pushed him out and I looked in the mirror after I heard him. I said, I look like I have leprosy. <laughs> But when I pushed him out, my doctor was so happy when he saw how happy I was when I saw my baby. My doctor cried. My doctor cried because he knew the whole pregnancy. I gave him a room for this money. I was like, oh, I'm still waiting on my job support payment. Doc. <laughs> we need to buy some diapers to get ready for this baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. But when I tell you, he gave me, ooh, tore me because I wasn't, I, I didn't want to wait. I didn't care to breathe. I wanted to get him out and both of my kids were over seven pounds not you know that's a decent size decent size babies and so i've given birth both um well oh, they say they say natural is vaginal but um i've given birth natural twice if we're looking at it like vaginal birth um and then i've given birth once with an epidural and once without and um I know they got a lot of effects and side effects to that epidural but baby if it ever happens again oh if it ever happens again <laughs> I'm gonna say can I pre-schedule my epidural <laughs> right right like I'll be like yo the whole time from the beginning to the end I don't care about two centimeters daddy that's when I right. want to start <laughs> in the beginning of the pain I want to go past the beginning fuck that uh, question we've told our birth stories and the fun things that we had to do and experience and what our choices were epidural check the doctor uh giving you birth control that works check we need all that <laughs> and um mama's being strong for their babies and holding when they want to push that's you and mama's saying get out <laughs> an eviction notice so what since we're talking about mommyhood and we want to do something fun and light so we can laugh and kiki and have a good time what post-birth do you have any interesting post-birth stories like when your babies were like your new newness to mommyhood <laughs> Let's see. Good one. I think that I always enjoy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This butter sauce right here. Hey, <laughs> this is a mukbang. We gotta tell people before we go into that. We gotta tell people what we eat, what we eat. So eating the corn right now. This is a you eating corn, but since it's Mother's Day, 
we wanted to have a special feast. And what better thing else do we love than seafood? That's right. So we got some crab. We got some potatoes. We got some corn. Ooh, I got a nice little piece of sausage right here that got the little garlic butter on it. Mm. I got some mussels, sis. Oh, I mussels that I, I make my little drunken mussels. Mm. And I um I can't give y'all the recipe because I might have to hurt you. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I put a little, some form of alcohol within my mussels. Make a good garlic That's butter cool. sauce with it. And um, let them drown in them joints. And I brought them to a couple parties. People were like, what is in the mussels? I said, a little bit of rang, a little bit of rang, a little bit of ink. <laughs> and um oh <coughs> Ooh, hold on <clears throat> i got potatoes and i also have corn too and it's a little spicy that's why i'm coughing <laughs> mm, shrimp look how big your shrimp is girl um you got cajun you got cajun stuff i got, cajun. You got... I got cajun. okay so what i did was i did cajun in the cooking Mm-hmm. So I cooked all my stuff in Cajun seasoning, and then I took it out, put it in a nice huge pan, those big um, industrial size uh, aluminum pans, and then ma- made my garlic butter and then poured it on it, and then let it go in the oven for a little bit. Be <laughs> next time when you come down. Yo, we gonna do this. Yeah, we gonna do this for sure. So let's get back to go ahead. So, I <clears throat> I think that you know, as a new mom, especially when you look young, you get a lot of um, weird looks, or like people feel like you're not <clears throat> you're not doing it right, or you don't know what you're doing, and you're kind of looked down on. So, in the midst of all of that, I remember being at a point where the best thing about being a mom was how that kid loved me. You know what I mean? Not, not the outside noise, not the inside noise, because me as a mom, I think I'm harder on myself than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But the outside noise was like hard. It was loud enough. You know what I mean? Cause Oh, you're young. Oh, you don't know no better. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks they can parent your child better than you can. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> him being in school, whatever, like, I don't think, I've always struggled with um, wanting to be that mom to force my kids to learn at somebody else's like level. I wanted them to be free spirited in the sense that they learn at their own level. And I don't want to force anybody else's education on them. But the reality is, I feel that's like a rich mindset in a sense that you can do that when you can do that for your child. That means you can homeschool your child. You can give them whatever education you want to give them. But that wasn't what I had. So what I did was I sent my kids to charter schools. And these charter schools had like expectations of them. And sometimes their expectations were really high. And although I was trying to do all things like, you know, be a soccer mom and be the best mom and teacher and all that other stuff, I was always short to their standards because they would always like, you know, complain. (laughs) <laughs> and act like I didn't know what I was doing. So the best part of all of that was all the stuff that Matt had said in the past. For example, when he was two, he said to me, he was a baby and he was working out because, you know, I had gained some weight from having a baby. So I was trying to lose the weight. And he said, I was doing um that body fitness thing. 
what's it called? It's like, um, I don't know, whatever. I was doing some body fitness thing that my sister had bought on, that she found on TV. Okay. And here I'm doing the body fitness and the lady's like, she was like, you can do it. You're a machine. And I was like, I'm not a machine. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm not a machine. I'm a person. <laughs> and here goes Matt. That's my oldest son. He goes, he said, when I was a baby, I was fat, fat. And now that I'm a, bo- a grown boy, I'm so skinny because I did this. Sir, you are <laughs> two years old. Stop playing with me, yo. Yo, kids literally watch when they little like that. <laughs> they literally watch everything you do. And they say the darndest things. I can't even say some of the stuff my daughter has said in public. And I'm like, oh, no. She used, to, she used to love George Lopez. And every night she wanted to go to speak to George Lopez. So one day we're driving to school and it's beautiful a beautiful day in Florida. So I'm like, let me roll the windows down. And the guys were doing a house, the roof of a house. And she, she shouts really loud, mom, look at him. He looks like George Lopez. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> I said no. <laughs> Not all Mexican people look alike. Not all black people look alike. Not all white people look alike. Yeah, you like you said, ev- everybody that was on the roof doing the work turned around and looked at us. So I was like, hi. <laughs> I'd be like, window roll up. <laughs> I said, you can't say that. But it did. I said, you cannot do that on you. That's not, you know, good. And she said, okay. Well, I have a funny afterbirth story. As far as the pain meds that they give you after you have a baby. They sent me home with some pain meds, some opioid meds. And I have a very low tolerance, as y'all can see from the, what I was talking about as far as the Ambien. I was so on with those opioids one day that I was breastfeeding Anya and the machine wouldn't suck right. I had fed her. She was like, I'm done, sis. I don't want no more. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. Somebody better get this stuff up out of my boo because it's not going to be around here hoarding. It ain't going to be hoarding like they say in LA. <laughs> and I was so messed up on the payments that they gave me after I had my, my first child that I concocted the story in my head that the reason why the breastfeeding mach- machine wouldn't suck was because it was a missing piece. For two hours, I had everybody in the house looking for this missing piece that didn't even exist, right? So I'm like, something's got to give, something's got to give. I ain't going to say no names, but my other half had to help you know, get some of the milk <laughs> out of my bosom, as y'all can see. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nothing small about these things. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, I'll do whatever if you could just shut up. Cause I was like, they ah. <laughs> engorging. Yo, that's no Engorged. They were so hard and huge. <laughs> and I said, um, after he helped me and everything, I said, well, let me try it again. And I put it back on and just, it started going, 
And it started sucking that milk out my boo. I was like, oh, it wasn't a missing piece. Everybody was so <laughs> It was like, seriously? And of course, my other half was like, you had me breastfeeding <laughs> to help you get that out of your boot. <laughs> and nothing was wrong with it. You just didn't have the latch right. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, that was my little fun afterbirth story um but our kids have they live they keep us on our toes they sure do. yeah they keep us busy they sure but do. even though they drive us insane like we couldn't live without them the things that we do for them the things that we continue to do for them um you know even when we even if we feel like we're a flawed parent which we are so critical of ourselves sometimes and we look and we and we feel like you know hold on this, this potato looking good hold on <laughs> and we feel like that's just just a mukbang we can talk and eat um and we feel like we're not good parents because we have an unrealistic expectation but as long as you keep you're keeping your kids safe you're loving them you're correcting negative behaviors that you're seeing you know what I mean? You're meeting their needs as far as emotional, mental, physical, you know? And it's not going to be perfect. And every day is going to breed its challenges and things that we, we feel we fall short in. But it's the fact that we get up every day and, and, and want have good intentions to do our best and to be our best that makes us good parents. You know what I mean? Um, I have felt like the sacrifices that I had to make, especially when I was a single parent, to be better for my children was at their detriment because being not being around them for days at a time with working full-time, going to school full-time, just so I can provide a roof over their head without getting any kind of assistance because they're like, oh, you make too much. So, you know, the sacrifice I had to make and do it by myself, um, the fact that I've remained sane, the fact that they remain fed, clothed, the great hygiene, they had rooms full with things they wanted. They felt like they were safe. They felt like they were protected. Um, and it wasn't perfect and things have happened, but to, for them to know that we have their back and no matter what, we're gonna be in their corner. You know what I mean? That's the perfect mom. You know, perfection is just the idea. You know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. We all fall short. But if, as long as we have those intentions in our head on a day-to-day -day basis, like I feel like we could. You know what's up? Like right, what you think? Right. What you think? Let me eat. <laughs> you right though. You right on all that. Like you know what I mean? Like I think we're our own worst critics when it comes to how we parent our kids or like are we doing right by them? I know I am because like I said, like I had I had read um or I heard like you know I like hearing things about learning how to be the best mom ever because I'm like I always thought about it like I didn't want to be part of the trauma for my child. So I remember always looking at them videos and they're like guess who um is the most responsible for causing the trauma in the child's life it's the parent that is with them all the time yeah yeah so i'm like yo i need, I need to stop this i can't be the traumatic one mm -hmm. so yeah i I'm, I'm constantly you know trying to be a better person or be a better mom because i'm like i don't want to be part of that i don't want to be the cause for them feeling like you know somebody didn't have their back and I think that that's the thing like we 
like when we're adults and we have a lot of relationship issues, right? It's because we have trust issues and we get trust issues when the person that's supposed to have our back the most. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, my job has always been to show my kids that no matter what, I got their back. Yep. Or what it is. If they tell me first, then I'm not going to feel offended. So like if they're like, mom, I did something bad. As mad as I want to be and be like, yo, I'm okay. I'm a whoosh the fuck down. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> I want them to always know that they can always come to me no matter what. I had to learn that. I used to turn up when they were like, hey, mom. I'd be like, what are you? And I said, ooh, nope. Nope. Yeah. Because if you don't, they won't feel comfortable telling you things. Yeah. Ooh. You see that piece of me? Yeah, like you know, ain't no fun if my chest can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely, um, I definitely experienced that, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad situation that I didn't realize. Like one of my kids, they told they were like, "Well, I didn't want to tell you because," and I was like, "Wow!" And from that moment, I said, "No worries." When they come to me, breathe it out calm down process what they say you know come back logically making sense and not irrational and emotional because they'll never feel like they can trust you and you want your kids to feel like they can trust you and that you won't judge them you know what i mean um and i try not to judge my kids when they tell me little things and where they do things that aren't right i'm like all right well let's figure out why Let's figure out how to stop that. Let's figure out how to, you know, I'm trying to prep them so hard because it's a lot of adults that I've seen that were enabled as kids Mm -hmm. and they hinder their success because nobody's ever had to check them. Nobody's ever, like, Mm -hmm. they let them get away with those negative behaviors. But like, I knew that I wanted to be different with my kids and kind of let them know that there's going to be rewards and consequences for your behavior. I'm going to get you where you need to be at 18. And then, you know what I mean? Then once you turn 18, it becomes your responsibility. But even still, I will be there for you to help you work through it if you have any issues. But we need to get this situated now before you get out and get into the world because the world don't care. The world world has no care. The world doesn't care what troubles or problems that you have. Troubles, you know what I mean? (laughs) What troubles you have because they're going to judge you. They're going to you know what I mean? Um, have expectations. And if you don't, if you're not, you know, a person with good morals, a person with good ethics, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll, you'll fall right into the trap. And um, there's nothing I can do for you at that point. So I try to build them up, encourage them, let them know that there's both benefits to good behavior and then rewards for good behavior and then consequences for negative behaviors. And even if you don't get caught doing something bad the first time, you'll continue to do that behavior until you do get caught. So, you know what I mean? Don't play with fly. Don't play with flyer, or you won't get hurt. <laughs> That's a fact. That is. And a fact. Um, also, feel like you know, like as a parent, right? Especially like during this time, <laughs> we have to raise our kids with a certain level of knowing how to conduct themselves in um, public, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we have brown and black boys 
that we're raising. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and let's be realistic in the US, we are taught something that people don't like to take into account. You know, some people could turn a blind eye and be like, all lives matter. But the reality is that we constantly have to face the fact that it matters. And so <clears throat> with that being said, <clears throat> I want to state that, you know, we are in Black Lives Matter. And it's not negotiable because we realize that it is important to save our Black fellow people. And um, I just wanted to point that out today because while we're talking about being moms, we always take into account the fact that we're raising men. Mm-hmm. We're raising men. So we're constantly hard on ourselves, I think, a lot because we want our sons to be, you know, good, decent men because we haven't we haven't had the best experience with men. Mm-hmm. We can't make them be bitter towards women either. Mm-hmm. That's why we constantly work on ourselves to be better women because we want our sons to see better. We want, you have a daughter, I don't have a daughter. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I want my future daughters or nieces or, you know, anybody who looks up to me to do better because mm-hmm. just because you didn't see better doesn't mean that there isn't better. It doesn't mean that you can't be better. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always strive to be is better people. Ultimately, because it's not about us. It's about the kids. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like those, like when they made that song, Children Are the Future, like it's a, it's a reality. The fact that matters is Period. when we become better people we are in turn better people to our children. So we teach them how to be better individuals with more empathy, compassion, sympathy, people that walk with integrity and are honorable. And we also have to teach them how like, yo, sometimes they don't get to talk back Mm -hmm. when they want to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they have to be kinder to an officer when they get stopped Mm -hmm. than what people will ever have to do. And some sometimes it'll matter, and sometimes it won't. And that's the that's the hard part for me as a mom, is that I can teach my kid to do everything right, to say everything right, and still, you know, that's the hard truth that I have to face every day. Like, they do the right thing. Sometimes things bad bad, bad things have happened to people who did the right thing. Bad things have happened to who to people who or trying to advocate for themselves or that were scared and didn't have the ability to say, hey, I'm scared. This is, this is why I, I want to get far away from you. Or, hey, I'm scared. So I'm irrational, you know, and we can go down a whole thing, but the hardest part in raising, um, like you said, black and brown children is that they are they may already depend on who it is looks like look look like a perpetrator or look like they're doing something wrong and to have to teach your kid that you know something could happen to you for doing something wrong and something can happen to you for doing something right you know you could be jogging through your own neighborhood so to be extra cautious and to watch your own surroundings and watch who's watching you and um you know what I mean go at a good time of day and you know like the fact that we have to do that is, is really sad in the state of the world but um but it's a reality yep it's a, it's a re it's true it's a reality and it's something that 
we can't turn a blind eye to, we can't mm-hmm. you know, negate. So um, I want to say, like, honestly, to be honest, like, I don't think I would be here as a person. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, like, with all sincerity, like, with everything that I've gone through. Um, I think that I keep it together more more so for them than anybody else, not in not myself, because like I've been to points in my in my journey of self-love where you know what I mean, like I didn't matter as a person, but they did. And <clears throat> I think that's valuable because, you know, like I've said it since the beginning of this podcast, you know, sometimes we as people, right, we have to remember um who we are as people that we're not just moms because I lost myself being a mom and I love this shit out of my kids. Like they're the number one thing in my life. Um, my priority and above everything else is my kids, but <clears throat> it's been tough <clears throat> getting my mental health together, especially during this pandemic, keeping it together while learning a new job, mm-hmm. while studying, while trying to help my kids keep it together with their grades while being stuck at home (laughs) you know what I mean and like nobody discusses like all that mental the mental stuff that we're gonna like discover later after the pandemic is over you know what I mean but them kids they keep me going with their silliness with their jokes with their charisma with their character with their little sass little one little one got all the sass just like his auntie it's sad it's like yo like those those kids like keep me motivated to want to go on you know what I mean so the struggle the struggle we would do that struggle 50 million times over for them in any circumstance in any time in any day in any I know that like you said I would it was times where I was like I can't do this anymore and then I was like but guess what I don't trust I mean I trust like I I don't know we'll be able to take them if something happened to me. So right, right. Um oh, I love them like I love them. Love them. Period. So um 20 times on the same 20 times over, like what you said, like um being the best for them and giving them sometimes what we never had or what we never experienced, because that's how you learn, you know, with each the goal is with each generation you learn, right? So um, sacrificing and losing ourselves while all trying to keep it together for them. I've had a couple little breakdowns, especially when they were little and um, I was doing it like by myself, crying in the middle of living floor. Getting <laughs> <laughs> up at 4.30 in the morning, having to go to clinicals and them, them crying, telling me, we don't wanna go to school. And me knowing I can't miss a clinical because we get dinged for it and it, it go, makes our grade go down. And so like all the things that we have to endure as mamas, like we, y'all just know it's millions of mamas out there doing the same thing that you're, that you're doing, going single through the parents, same. Single dads. Single dads, single, man, look, I know some good single dads that yeah. do the same, single parent. Um, we speak on things that we know because we us, you know? So anytime that we're saying us women or us, you know what I mean? That's just because we women. But um, it's some men that equally um, have that same amount of stress. 
And I think it's kind of, it might be a little harder for them because they can't, the, pro, the way they process stuff sometimes, you know, like men process things a little differently. Like we're, we're more emotional, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're more in their head. They're very yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure it's a whole struggle out there that we like that we we might not be able to even identify. But yeah. um, those same things though, uh, sacrificing for your children and going hard for them and doing anything that you can uh, to make sure they're in their best situation that can possibly be. That comes along with self sacrifice. It's like I, many times I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get something for myself, and then. By the time I get to the store, I'm like, no, I'm going to get some for my kids. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I went to Walmart the other day. All that junk food that I bought, I didn't buy myself any junk food. It was all for the kids. They're like, yes, mom. Thanks, mom. Yes, yes. And then I'm like, where's my snacks? Where's my snacks? Where's <laughs> snacks, too? But look, we had a good look. I'm almost done, sis. Yeah. We're doing good. Um, so we can, I mean, we, I, I think we've been, we've been riding for a while. I need to go, um, cook. I, well, I, I got everything that I made here for the family. So I'm going to go put it back in the oven, put some more butter on it, get it nice and warm for them. Cause like we said, we mamas and we got kids and our kids be hungry. <laughs> they sure do. They will eat you out of, out of house and home, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> the grocery, not groceries. Well, how much money I have spent yeah, on groceries? Okay, like, these kids. I need, I need Biden to send me another check, yo, because he was giving these schools like money for what? Like, you know, for, for food. Food my kid is not eating. I need that money. We need to be stimulated. Can we be for, like food for the kids, yo? They eating you out of house and home, sis. You ain't got that enough. <laughs> the little one be like, can I have a snack? Can I get a snack? But can I get a snack? Did I tell you the story about how he told he told he told on me to my like the my client? He was like, so we we okay with me not eating? Sir, I just gave you a snack like 30 minutes ago. What do you mean? And well, he client, said that when he said that when you were on the phone with a client. And the client's like, maybe you should give your son something to eat. I'm not starving my child. I'm not starving the child. He eat all the time. Yo, he eat all the time. That's my baby. Send him to me. I'll gladly I'll give him all of his snacks. I'm like, yo, he be making me look bad in these streets. He be put, he be muddying my name. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody worry about me eating. What? Sir. Don't embarrass me at work. Don't embarrass me. My feelings be hurt, yo. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, since so we rolling. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us with, you know, the inner voice with Talia Nunu. We want to thank all our writers for being with us. We want to thank you guys for showing up tonight. Uh, thanks for eating with us and watching us eat. And thanks for mukbanging with us. Thanks muk for bang, muk, 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 mommy muk, chat muk, with muk, us. Muk, muk. Please join us next week when we like, you know, we're gonna tap in with some of our subscribers who love and adore us. So yes. part of the tap in, go ahead and put your email down below or hit us up at our email. You know, the information is down there. So it's all in the description box. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And if you <laughs> haven't subscribed yet, what is your problem? Tap, tap, tap. Tap in.
Go ahead. It takes two seconds. 